This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. This is my house. This is my house. I'm taking over, okay? Stephen A. and the crew. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Touchdown! It's a Sammy Watkins Palooza touchdown! Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Touchdown Bullpups! No flags on the play! It is 99 yards right up the seam! The big play threat from a season ago does it again! Everything happening in the sports world. Personal file. 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I tell you, I thought this morning I wasn't going to make it to this <laughs> afternoon. I, I haven't had many mornings like that in a long time. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson and maybe the most vibrant man, the maybe the most vivacious man in the city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. You look vivacious. Why is that? You look confident. You look like you're feeling good. Well, what, I, what am I wearing? You're wearing a St. Louis Cardinals jacket. That's right. After they come out against the Braves and score ten runs in the first was there inning. Ever a doubt? Was there ever a doubt about my Redbirds? <laughs> I heard you every single day for the last week tell me that they're going to lose <laughs> every single hey, day. I changed my tune when they scored ten in the first. Yeah, you're saying, oh, well, now we're now we're cooking. Of course, my first thought was, how can they blow a ten-run lead? <laughs> <laughs> the, the first time that you had any confidence in this team for the last two months was when they were up ten nothing in the first. Standing. And then Flaherty almost, I thought he was going to give about five of it back and got out of it. But can you it's, imagine? It's, it's Steve, really unbelievable that both road teams won game five. Yeah, you were wrong on both of them. Well, you were too. Yeah, I, I was very no, wrong you on had my, St. Louis. You I, took, I picked the Cardinals. You did have the Cardinals. My World Series pick was kind of a bust last night. But Steve, can you imagine you're in Atlanta and you are a Braves fan and you decide, you know what, it's game five. I might never get to see the Braves being a big game again. Here's my $400. I need a front row seat. We are excited. It's a big day. NLDS game five. Winner take all. It's a little early. I'm going to leave work early. This is going to be a great day. You settle into your seat. You just bought your $10 popcorn. And then you watch the Braves give up 10 runs in the top of the first inning. And and just know that the game is over. And it was ugly, too. I mean, you you had some walks. You had two errors. I mean, Atlanta just laid an egg, and uh, I'm just happy for my Redbirds because really, I mean, including me, I don't think anybody I saw picked the Redbirds to win that series. I picked them at the series at the start. I picked them to. Uh, I picked them to beat the Braves. You did. Yeah. Okay. I had faith in your Redbirds. I'll have to review the video. Oh, I picked for audio. them. I said the Cardinals have got this. It's the Cardinal way. It it's is Bush Stadium and Yachty. Now my bad prediction was really bad last night, Yeah, the Dodgers win it all. Not only at the beginning of the playoffs did I say the Dodgers are not just going to win this series, not just win the National League pennant, not just win the World Series, but that Clayton Kershaw would redeem himself. Do you remember that little added part I put in there? Well, I bet you wish you hadn't. I said that Clayton Kershaw 
is going to have the postseason of his life because he has failed miserably in the postseason, especially out of the bullpen, especially against the Cardinals, and especially at home. And you know what happens? They bring him in with a 3-1 lead in the seventh inning and say, Clayton, this is your chance. Make Jim look smart. Well, And he gives up to start the eighth. Well, he got out of the seventh. Yeah. And everybody's saying, Kershaw's got it. It's his night. First batter, Anthony Rendon of the eighth inning. Tater, see you later. Juan Soto, here you go, buddy. Right down the middle. Ooh, and a moonshot. Then they get into extras and Howie Kendrick hits a grand slam. Well, in Kershaw's defense, he is a starting pitcher. He is not a reliever. Coming into a game in the middle of an inning... You know, in you know, in relief, that is not what he does. No, and he's out of his element. These managers sometimes I think they overthink the playoffs. Do the things that got you to the playoffs. Manage it the way you would a regular. You know, do what worked for y'all here. Clayton Kershaw had pitching in relief. Just because he's Clayton Kershaw, that doesn't mean he's going to be sparkling in relief. He threw six pitches and gave up two home runs. Well, six pitches. That's what I'm saying. He's not a reliever. He's a starter. So. I know that uh, they... But they had so many guys they could have turned to there. Yeah, well... The Dodgers have a great bullpen. You throw out Kenta Maeda after that, and he gets you through without allowing a run. Well, they put G.I. Joe Kelly in there. And well, they, he got he got him through the ninth. Yeah, but then he, he should have gone one inning. They should... You and know, then you bring in Kenley Jansen. And, and they have no faith in Kenley Jansen. That's why Kenley Jansen was brought in after the fact, which to me was probably kind of a slap in the face to Jansen because... Basically, they told him, well, clean up the mess that Joe Kelly made. And, you know, he got the two outs. But very disappointing for the Dodgers. How about a team that has just underachieved in the playoffs for this entire decade yeah, in, in the, the play- playoffs? Yeah, they really have. They're a great regular season yeah, team. And, you know, they've been they've been to the World Series two years ago. It's going to be kind of nice, though, see somebody different in the World Series. Nationals have not been in the World Series. The Cardinals haven't been there for a few years. Since 13. But they need to be there more because they are the Cardinals. Yeah, it's the Cardinal way. That's right. So for the Dodgers, Steve, you know, we had this conversation yesterday talking about when is it time to move on from coaches? When is it time to move on from managers? And in baseball, man, it feels like that window is quick. It feels like people are quick to turn. And in the middle of the game, you weren't up to see it, but in the middle of the 10th inning, after they gave up the grand slam, immediately you can hear in the crowd chants of, Fire, Roberts. I mean, it's crazy that how it, fast people turn. To me, it's crazy. I mean, the guy won 106 games. He's not the one that's throwing the pitches. He's not the one that's hitting the pitches. He's putting his team in the best position to win. Five years ago, Clayton Kershaw coming in relief, that would have been it'd been over, automatic. Clayton Kershaw is not what he was. He's not a reliever. He came in. He failed. I don't think you fired. You don't fire Dave Roberts because Clayton Kershaw failed. He's he's got you in the two World Series the last two years. He's got you in the playoffs every year he's been there. That's the goal. It's up to the players to perform. The manager did everything he could to get them there. They have to perform. So if they think about firing Dave Roberts, I think they're crazy. Well, it's the same thing that happened with Don Mattingly right. the last couple of years or the year, the time before Dave Roberts. That it was the same thing. Get into the postseason. Can't win. And now Dave Roberts, although he's able to make it to a couple World Series, things have changed I don't now. think they're, they're not going to make a move with him. He's he's just been too solid. He's perfect. He went out to pull Joe Kelly in the 10th inning after the home run. And 
the Boo Birds were out. Oh, I'm sure. And they weren't really at Joe Kelly. Yeah. They were at Dave Roberts. Yeah. Which, and that's the craziest thing about baseball is that people turn with football. Well, look at the Cardinals game. Fulton throws shutout ball the game before. He gives up six runs charged to him in the first. They're booing him like crazy. They're booing Snitker, booing Snitker who's probably going to be the manager of the year. It just shows that fans are fans. Fans are fan is short for fanatic. You got a lot of fanatical people out there. In the NFL and just football in general, there aren't usually just one game gripes about a coach. Let's take Andy Reid for example. Andy Reid receives criticism all the time. It's not like when they get into the playoffs and find a way to lose. It's the first time that people turn their opinion and say, what the heck are we doing with Andy Reid? Why don't you run the ball there? Why don't you do this? We hear these gripes all year long. It's not like with football, it's a brand new thing. And I think that's what kind of makes things different with it. With basketball, you hear some similar things. It happens kind of all year long. This guy, this guy, this guy. But in the NBA, it does come down to a lot what you do in the postseason. What was the name of the coach who was with the Raptors the last couple years Uh, and won Coach of the Year? Wayne Casey. Yes, he was Coach of the Year, the number one seed in the East, and they lose in the conference finals or the conference semifinals, and they fire the guy. And then they go through the postseason awards. Hey, here's our Coach of the Year. Yeah, he's now Detroit's coach. But I do think there in the NBA is a huge emphasis on being able to win in the postseason. Yeah. And in the MLB, kind of. I mean, I think it is more about the regular season and getting things straight. In the NFL, it's a little bit of both. You have to be able to perform in order to make make the playoffs. I don't know. I just it, it bothered me that people immediately are saying fire Roberts. Oh, that's terrible. That's just terrible. When you want, I guess you didn't get to see much of the Dodgers game, but do you feel bad for that franchise that they haven't been able to get over the hump? I do because you know back when I was a kid. The Dodgers were the model friend. When I was a real young kid, the Dodgers were the National League. When you model were born, were they still in Brooklyn? No. They had moved down by moved, them. They had moved to Los Angeles. I figured it was close. But when I first started watching baseball, I was watching Koufax and Drysdale and Claude Osteen. And were they still playing at the Coliseum? Or are they at they the Dodgers Stadium moved, They had just moved then. to Chavez Ravine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They had only been in Chavez Ravine like a couple years. So, you know, they, uh, they, they were the model franchise until – the Cardinal way took over. You didn't see it, though, last night. You know who the Dodgers sent up to pinch hit? Tommy Lasorda. Inning? No, that would have that would have been a bad bet. <laughs> they sent up David Freeze. Ooh. Former Cardinal. Red former hero. Ranger killer. Yeah. I, I think everybody was thinking, David Freeze, big at-bat here. He's going to come through. Yeah, they, and didn't. He David, struck out. David Freeze won't be with them next year. They'll, they'll make some – you know, they've spent more money – I think than any team in baseball. I don't think the Yankees payroll even. They've spent a lot of money. They've spent a lot of money. And haven't been able to do much with it. Yeah, but they still had 56000 and they're paying a lot of money. So, That's true. So they get there every year. So. All right, Steve, you know what today is? Football Thursday. It is a Bullpup Football Preview Thursday. We have a lot to cover in this matchup on, on Friday night, tomorrow night, for this McPherson team taking on the Augusta Orioles, us making the long trip down to Butler County. Northeast Wichita area. It's going to be a great trip. I had somebody ask me the other day, they were like, isn't Augusta like way down there by the border? I said, no, no, no. Easy trip. It's not that bad. Easy trip for us. It's an hour and and ten minutes. Oh, yeah. At the most. Augusta, one of my favorite towns. There you go. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. 
You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, you know what today is? Thursday. It's a Bullpup football preview Thursday. Always. We always start getting a little amped up at about this time of the week. Yeah. We're always amped up for Friday night, but this is about the time of the week where we begin to start thinking about football, we begin to start thinking about Friday night, and this Friday night, McPherson makes the trip down to Augusta to take on the Orioles, who are 2-3, and three, and they are coming off of a 25-7 loss against the Winfield Vikings last Friday night. McPherson, of course, coming off its 21-14 win over Bueller, and we've talked about it several times, Steve, that this is now a team that, because of the win against Bueller, put itself into a great position, meaning that they are the number one seed in 4A West as of right now, the only undefeated team, and that means that no matter what the score is, if they win their next three, right. they will be at home for the postseason. And that's what you want. You want to be home all the way through. The only road game the Bullpups would play when the postseason starts on the road would be at the state championship game. In Topeka. Right. At the Hummer Sports Park. Hummer. So this is a team that they know what is in front of them. They know that a number one seed is in front of them. They know that a league championship in the next three games, they can seal that up. But this is a team that obviously is continuing to look ahead. Not in the way of thinking, oh, we're not thinking about Augusta tonight. Well, we're not worried about Rose Hill, not worried about Circle. It's more of thinking, how can we be at our best in week nine, week 10, week 11, Week 12, and eventually Week 13, which they've never played a Week 13 at McPherson. So it's not that they are thinking ahead of Augusta, looking too far ahead of the the schedule, but they're trying to get everything to be crisp, be perfect, as each week goes on. And there's still a lot of room for improvement on this team. Coach Pav met with us, of course, today. You know, we have our uh, weekly Thursday meeting, and he said, we've got a lot of areas to clean up, penalties. You know, a lot of penalties, turnovers. We've been still turning it over too much. It seems like this season has not been quite as smooth. Last season, I just never even thought twice once the game started. I just knew the Bullpups were going to win that game. This year, it's like, okay, how long is it going to take us to get going? We're going to win the game, but how long is it going to take us to hit that second gear? Because we've had several games this year where we've started slow had some slow first halves. The third quarter has been the big quarter, you know, for the Bullpups. Uh, well, the second quarter, Well, the second, too. yeah, but but it seems like um, the first quarter has really been slow for this team all year. And, uh, you know, they're still very stingy on defense. Uh, you know, offensively, they throw the ball great. The running game kind of comes and goes. But this is a Bullpup team that's, to me, pass first, run second. This is a team that... We know whenever they get it into that top gear, whenever they start rolling, man, they are really, really good. And they are hard to beat. And one thing that I talked about with Coach Pav this morning was saying, you know, the funny thing about the game against Bueller is 
there were some people that said, oh, it's only 21-14. It was only 21-14. Oh, maybe maybe they're a little nervous. But remember, Bueller is 4-0. Yeah. Bueller is a good football They're number program. two in the West. They're number two in the West. And it's a rivalry game. Yeah. So I think that anybody that thought, oh, they, they sure didn't play well the other night. Remember, too, it was 21 nothing with 11 minutes to go in the game. Right. And they about had an interception that was able to seal it. And yeah, there was an interception, but the Bullpups got hit for a penalty that was not a good call after going back to the film. So even though there might be some people thinking, oh, well, they sort of struggled last week, in reality, they didn't. And that's just when one thing Coach Pav always says is that's the, the blessing of being here right now is that the standards are really, really high. When you are Duke... It's not about beating North Carolina State by five, by five, just beating them, but it's about, oh, we sure didn't play well against well, the Wolfpack. we got to win by 15. It's like now, if we don't put a game into a running clock or don't win by 30 or 40, that we haven't played well. Bueller, to me, was a heck of a lot better than I thought they were going to be. I thought they did a nice job. I thought they were very physical. Their D-line uh, did a good job. You know, we didn't run the ball uh, great. Threw it pretty well. But Bueller's a good football team. They're going to end up most likely 7-1. and one. I, The Hayes game to me is still a question mark. I think. And they still play Winfield. Yeah. Well, I just after seeing both teams play, I don't see. Well, and Winfield's a I good football team. I don't see Winfield beating Bueller. But Bueller most likely is going to end up 7-1. and one. And if Bueller ends up 7-1, and one, most likely, Furston and Bueller couldn't meet until the semis. But Bueller would have to play Andover Central most likely Well, in the quarters. The thing that we don't really know yet, and this is another thing that I talked about with Coach Pav, is that the last few years we've had a really good feel on how the bracket is going to fall early. Last year there were three or four teams that were well ahead of the pack, and so we had a great idea of how things were going to land, who was going to play who. As of right now, there is going to be a lot of change and what's going to happen. And the team that has kind of thrown a kink into all of this is Goddard. Right. Because, let's face it, the teams that McPherson does not want to face before a state semifinal or there's, before a state quarterfinal, you don't want to face Goddard, you don't want to face Andover Central. Right. Not not that they think that they would lose, but it's that those teams are better and than I, the rest of them. And I think right now, Andover Central and Goddard are 2-3. I know Goddard's 2-3. and three. They've had a bunch of injuries. They're going to be getting some guys back probably. I still think it's McPherson, Andover Central, Goddard, and then Bueller. I think those are the best four teams. But the thing is, the bracket is not going to fall that way. No. And that's what makes things difficult where, let's say McPherson's going to be the number one seed, there's a pretty dang good chance that Goddard could be hanging around at 8-9. They could be hanging around at 4-5. And they would meet in the second round. Right. And so you're keeping your eye on that Goddard team. And in a way, you're trying to put together the number of wins that you think they need to have to avoid 8-9. Right. And the 8-9 seed, what I mean by that. Have you looked at Goddard's schedule? What they got I have. Them? Okay. Well, they got and them. it's not easy. That's okay. the thing that makes this Goddard team so difficult to project who on they, where they, they will they got be. Left? They play Valley Center this week, That'll who be. has played teams close. Right. They play undefeated May South in they're, Week 7. They're not going to beat May South. And then they have a rivalry game with Andover in Week 8. Well... So I, it's hard to project end, where they will be. They could end up five and three very easily. Well, that would mean winning all three. Andover Central? That we're talking oh, about Goddard. I, I'm sorry, Goddard. Yeah. No, they Goddard will be 
four and four probably. You know, you just don't know what it's going to be. So yeah. that's the thing that makes this postseason different than last season is that we had a really good idea by this time in week five how things were going to land. And we didn't have an exact idea. We had a pretty good idea the Bullpups weren't going to play a tough game until the semis. And this year... That's not going to be the case. You just don't know yet. Right. And that's what is going to make the next three weeks very interesting. And there's going to be a lot of scoreboard watching to see what Goddard is doing, what Andover Central's doing, and what Bueller's doing. Well, I think the first two rounds, the Bullpups will probably have it pretty easy. And then... It may get dicey. And then there's going to be some tough, tough games. Yeah. All right, Steve, we're looking forward to next Friday night, this Friday night, tomorrow night, taking on the Augusta Orioles. We don't have much information on them. Didn't receive much information. They have kept it close to the vest. All I know is I'm going to have the long johns, the stocking cap, and the the, uh, long coat out. There you go. All right, Steve, we'll wrap up today's show next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, not only do we have a big one coming up on Friday night, right? Saturday afternoon, we've got a big one between McPherson and Southwestern. Right. Bulldog football. Homecoming for McPherson College. We've got two teams that I think are maybe the two hottest teams in the KCAC that are not named Kansas Wesleyan. Forget Kansas Wesleyan. They're in a class by themselves. But if the Bulldogs win on Saturday afternoon, Steve, it would be their third straight conference win. The last time that they won three straight conference games was almost a decade ago in 2010 when they won all nine conference games. That's right. That's the year that... uh, they basically, that season was unbelievable how they dominated the conference. Every game except for the last game of the year, Bethany came to town. All the Bulldogs had to do was, you know, beat Bethany. Bethany actually led that game in the third quarter. It was the first time the Bulldogs had even been tested in the third quarter. And then the Bulldogs stepped on the gas. I believe they scored 24 points in the fourth quarter. When you look at the final score, you'd say, well, they didn't. I think it was like 45-24. I think they were down, though, 24-21 and then scored 24 unanswered. So it's going to be a fun one on Saturday afternoon. I think our weather will be a little better. And McPherson High Invitational Volleyball on Saturday. Oh, man. Great field. There's eight teams in the field. Five of them are ranked, and McPherson isn't one of them. That's right. Then they are 22-7. and Right. Bullpups are 22-7. They are the sixth seed and are 22-7. and Yeah. That's crazy. And then I think the seventh seed is just over 500. Is that Hutchinson? 16-12. and And then Salina South is just under 500. Yeah, and they're the... Bottom seed, but the Bullpups opened with Bishop Carroll, which in some years would have been a state championship match. That is just crazy stuff. It's going to be a busy day. Yeah, I don't think you're even going to have any time to watch OU Texas. I'll be. I won't even get a nap in. That's the, there will be no naps on that's Saturday. That's the biggest criminal. You know, that's criminal. I can't get a nap. I don't know what you were going to do. Well, you're going to have to prop me up, I guess. You'll just go sit down on the floor of the roundhouse and take a little snooze. Probably will. We'll bring a pillow. Do you think that's allowed to bring a pillow into the roundhouse? Oh, I think so. And you just put it down on the floor and 
And you could be kind of like those NBA players when they're trying to stretch out their backs like Larry Bird would do. Yeah. Just go lay down on the baseline. Well, you know around 1 o'clock, that's – or around – Oh, you're going to hit the wall. About 11.30. 11.30 is You are going to hit the wall. Yeah, I will. Steve, tomorrow we'll have Fearless Forecasters predictions. That bum better get it going. He is stinking it up. Your final prediction, though. I, I need your prediction. Ray's Astros tonight. Who gets it done? Garrett Cole's on the mound. I got to go with him in Houston. There you go. Well, you were 0 for 2 yesterday. Yeah, I got to keep my perfect record going. You got to try. I'll tell you, that Tampa Bay, they are a pesky lot. Tropicana Field. Rays. Well. Well, they'll be at Minute Maid. They'll be at Minute Maid, squeezing them. Battle of Lemonade. Yep. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Well,